episode of the Good News Cast. Last week, we talked about uh, more of a critical episode, talking about uh, phoniness in the church, but also I think encouraging. I mean, it's encouraging to, to talk about uh, not just level of critique where sometimes we can be phony in the church, but, uh, but say, hey, you don't have to. You can be honest. That's also uh, a relief. Um, today, I want to talk about something I've thought about on and off for years, which is uh, how do I say this? I'll try to kind of open this up for a couple of minutes without totally rambling. But um, today I want to talk about how incredible, how amazing uh, the church community is. And it has nothing to do with us in and of ourselves. So uh, how do I kind of want to take this? So uh, we know as Christians that it's normal for the world around us, non-Christians around us, to uh, criticize the church, not like the church, we don't experience it heavily in America, but there are plenty of places around the world today, and we know historically where that can rise to the level of being killed, being yeah. persecuted and killed uh, simply for our faith in Christ. So we know that the world around us is going to, at a minimum, have a low-level skepticism of us, and that can heighten all the way to, we're going to kill you for this because uh, we hate you so much. I've seen that a lot of times in the church, we ab- we can ab- adopt that mindset um, a lot of times where we almost, we almost agree with the world's critiques of us, but I think in an inaccurate way where people are like, you know, the church is just full of so, so many hypocrites and mm-hmm. they don't practice what they preach and uh, and they're just like everyone else. There's no difference in a Christian and there's no difference particular what I want to talk about today in a whole Christian community right? Uh, as us, meaning like they would go Redeemer Waco, 300 people. There's no difference in those 300 people uh, compared to the 300 employees at, you know, window cleaning LLC in mm-hmm. Waco or whatever. Uh, there's no difference. It's all the same. Uh, y'all just are kind of, you just believe different things. A lot of times we adopt that, I think, in the church where we kind of are like, yeah, that's kind of true. Um, as like a real specific example of this, a lot of times I hear the stat that like 50% of, of marriages fail and end in divorce. And a lot of times I hear pastors say, you know, and that's the same for the church, 50% of marriages fail. And it's kind of like this example of um, see how like we're admitting that we're just as bad and there's no difference. Now, I don't have the data in front of me. Perhaps that could be true. I will tell you in my experience, being in the church for a very long time, it doesn't even seem remotely true uh, that that in the church marriages are failing at the same rate. It doesn't seem, it, it just doesn't seem remotely true. I would um, wholeheartedly concur with that. That's a hyper-specific example of something that in the church community actually does seem different yeah. in a very positive direction. Uh, it does seem that marriages last and people fight through their differences and their problems um, uh, to a greater degree uh, and rate than outside the church. So here's my point, and then I'll throw it to you, Jeff, is that um, in my experience in the church community, the church community is the same in, in, in certain ways and is totally otherworldly different in other ways. And this is what I mean. Uh, If I were to compare, you know, the community at my gym or the community at this uh, business, uh, my colleagues in real estate, whatever it might be, 
There are similarities in that we are all sinners. We all have a sinful, corrupt nature. We're all capable of the same sins and evils uh, equally. There's no difference. It's not that Christians are like they're born better. Uh, We're not. We all share the same corrupt nature and sinfulness. However, there's two things I've experienced and I know to be true. One is that what I will find different in the church community is an admission of it, a sweeping admission of it. Um, It's one of the qualifications to even become a member at our church is that you admit you're sinful. Uh, I would bet my last penny that if I walk into a local Christian church that believes the gospel is faithfully preaching the word of God, and I were to go through a hundred people at that church, uh, I'm going to get far more admission, honest admission of our corruption and our sin than I would if I asked a hundred random people at Window Cleaning LLC. Yeah, I would bet that I'm going to get a lot more like, yeah, I'm bad, but but I'm basically good from a lot of the random people at a random business. But if I walk into a faithful Christian church, I ask a hundred people, I'm going to get a wildly significant, significantly different answer of, I'm bad. Like, I'm just, I'm bad. I'm born sinful. I'm a sinner. And any good in me comes not from me. Um, I'm not good. There's no one good, not one. That's one of the big differences. The second thing before I throw it to you is that I do find a different kind of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, and on and on I could go in the church community than I do in any other community, any other community, business community, whatever. It is different. To use a random example, if I could make one up, like I know in my experience, if I, let's say I'm having, our family's having a baby. My wife's pregnant. She's about to give birth. If I go to my local jujitsu gym and I announce that to 30 guys, I might get one text message, maybe two of like, Hey man, congrats on the baby. You know, if there's anything we can do, let me know. If I announce that to 30 people, let's just take our church, 30 Mm -hmm. to 40 people at our church. I am confident that something, a different response is going to come my way. I'm not only going to get those text messages probably from more people of like, hey, let me know what I can do. More than likely, I'm going to get a text message that says something like this. Hey, man, I texted, you know, 20 to 30 of my friends at the church, our small group. I sent out an email and we put together a meal train for you and uh, we've got meals lined up for you for the next month. I think in that email, there's also going to be, oh, and by the way, also I sent an email to the pastor just to let him know so that he can come visit you when the baby comes. And then I also carbon copied all of the elders just to make sure they're all aware. And I made I made sure in the email, in bold, underlined, please tell your wives so that you guys don't forget, you dummies. And then those wives, I'm probably going to get another email from them that's like, hey, can we put together a meal train? Point is, mm-hmm. I'm going to get hit by like a wave of what is that? Of love, support, care. It's different. And it's different in the best direction, in this positive direction. Summary point of what I'm making, I've spoken too long, is that if I was an atheist and didn't even believe what we believed, and you had to say, you can pick one community to do life in. In all of my experience in the church, I'd pick the church. Hmm. Period. Like, I love the guys at my jujitsu gym. There's some amazing guys there. But I would not be like, that's the one community 
I can be in, if I can only be in one, it's not even a question. I would be like, I want to be in the church community. I don't even believe what they believe, but the love, the joy, the peace, the support, the care, the kindness that is so different there, I would choose that, even if I didn't believe what they believe, if that makes sense. So I'll throw it to you and to say, that's my experience. That's what I've experienced in many faithful churches preaching the Bible. So here's kind of my question to you is, what is that? Number one, tell me if that's your experience. And then number two, more importantly, what is that and why is it that way? Yeah, I was was thinking the same thing. I I kept saying to them, what's the difference? What's the difference? What's the difference? Uh, Absolutely, wholeheartedly concur. And um, and I've heard through all these years of being in, you know, like a parachurch ministry, campus frontline ministry all over the world and um, and then planning a church and then uh, having God grow a church and then even now shifting into, in a different uh, emphasis and size culture, all that kind of stuff that you hear over and over again, all the complaints about the church. And it is very popular to do right now. I mean, the, the podcasts that have been coming out, you know, the whole Mars Hill thing. And then, yeah. And then what's the one that was on Hulu? It was on Hill uh, the Hill song. It's yeah. popular to make documentaries about how bad we suck. Yes. And then now yeah. there's the gin, gemstone HBO something gemstone thing. My kids were telling me about like picking on a televangelist family and it's just That's a joke. probably deserved, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but right, but the point is, right, the church is just a mess yeah, and yeah. the church is not a a good place. It's not a good community, right? Yeah. But our experience, your experience, my experience is is the uh opposite. And what's the difference? I mean, it's not it's not because uh you know, the dishwashing or whatever the the window washing LLC. Yeah, Waco window LLC. Yeah, that that, that those 300 folks there are worse than the 300 folks at church. And it's not because the 300 folks at church are better than the folks over here. I kept thinking over and over again, what's the difference? What's the difference? And the difference is God is present and at work by a spirit. And so even as we're kind of launching into Acts this Sunday, the uniqueness and the only difference is God. God promised his spirit, once Jesus is crowned the king, Jesus sends his spirit to the church, and this is the place that he's going to recreate the world and renew the whole world. Um, and so we are not saying that it's because this collection of people's better, holier, more spiritual, more intelligent, more gifted, more athletic, uh, a better race, whatever the things that are said today. What we are saying is that God has not given up on this world. He sent his son and his son uh, did the work of living for us, dying for us, rising for us. And then what's called his ascension is he now takes the throne of heaven and earth and releases the kingdom of God in this world. And that kingdom of God is the spirit and the spirit comes to the church, uh, through the word and Jesus builds his church. And so that's what we're looking at is like a, a, a miracle. We're looking at mm-hmm. a, an otherworldly break in. We're looking at a divine intrusion and the divine intrusion 
happens in the church. It doesn't happen at, at my gym mm-hmm. um, in the same way, mm-hmm. right? You can have individuals and God uh, doing stuff in people's lives, yes, but there is something uh, otherworldly that God has ordained the church, his church, to be the way in mm-hmm. which he reaches and renews the world. And so that's the difference, right? Mm-hmm. That is the absolute difference. The presence of Jesus acting by his spirit through his word uh, in this thing called the church. Mm-hmm. And so we have all the hope in the world of things happening. And the fruit of that uh, is you would expect that some redemptive things happening some what the Bible calls the fruit of the spirit happening, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, all that, uh, human beings becoming themselves happening, which is nothing more than, uh, which is described in the Bible as holiness. So we don't even, some words today are so, uh, so overly religious and have been so overly abused. They don't have much mm-hmm. meaning or they conjure up bad meaning. But holiness is just becoming human, mm-hmm. becoming yourself. Amazing. Everybody wants to become themselves, right? Isn't that the great search today? Who are you? Who am I? What's the meaning? What? Who am I? What am I supposed to do in life? Well, in the church, you're, that end starts happening because mm-hmm. Jesus is putting you back together again by his spirit, through his word, in this community called the church. Another way of saying it is like if God promised to show up, he says, man, I'm going to show up. And we're all like, oh, great. Okay. He says, but I'm going to show up at the corner of first street and second street. Okay. So if, if you want to meet with me, if you want to experience me, if you want me to communicate with you and you to communicate with me, you're going to go to the corner of Mm -hmm. first street and second street. Mm -hmm. Um, God promised to show up in church mm-hmm. by his spirit, through his word, church. Uh, so if we say, well, you know, I, that's great, God, but we go to Elm Street and Jupiter and we stand at that corner and we're like, well, where is he? And we start demanding that he show up or we start mm-hmm. doing things and performing for him and dancing for him to get him to show up. And he's like, no, I said I'd show up over here. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge way of recognizing again that the church is the place Mm -hmm. that God uniquely shows up as he remakes the world and what his son has accomplished as Jesus says, I will build my church in the realm of the dead Mm -hmm. uh, and I will do so by my spirit through my word in this community called the church. I think there's there's two objections I, I can hear and understand. I'll see if I can remember both of them as I talk, but one is you know, how, how haughty and prideful to say this uh, about yourselves, Christians, like, oh, you think you're better than us. It's the total opposite. It's, um, God says, Hey, show up at Elm and fifth. Um, he doesn't say to use that illustration, the people at Elm and fifth are good people. And so I'm going to show up there. He just says, I'm going to be at Elm and fifth and everyone is invited. There's no one who's not invited. Jesus' biggest enemies were the Pharisees. They were invited. You guys can repent. You can you can repent and believe and be in the kingdom and enjoy this thing. To use the illustration, hey, Pharisees, Elm and Fifth, that's where you can go. 
Like, so number one, it, it's none of this has to do with saying that we think we're better. Right. In fact, I would say that, again, to go back to what I first said, one of the big differences in our community versus any com- the church community versus any community in the world is we are going to be more honest about yeah. how bad we are. Yeah. We're going to be more honest about like, I actually don't think I do as many good deeds as this atheist does or whatever. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a, a much uh, more critical view of ourselves because we have been brought to the place of seeing our sin and our uh, corruption. So that that's kind of my answer to that one objection is as nothing. It's like, hey, Elman Fifth, anyone can go. Mm-hmm. Anyone. Not Elman Fifth because the people there are good. Elman Fifth, I'm inviting all the bad and sick people. Jesus said, I came for the sick, not the healthy. That's that's the whole point. Um, the uh, other objection that I can hear uh, quickly is that, you know, people go, well, well, what about this church over here that seems, you know, we find out the pastor's sleeping with the secretary, all the elders are stealing money, their divorce rate's 75%, whatever, or even periods of long darkness in the church where, you know, you've got the Roman Catholic Church selling tickets to heaven and things like that. And you're like, hey, everything you're saying doesn't really jive because I can point to this local church or this time period where it does seem like wildly corrupt. And I think that the key there is to remember that this all hinges on the faithful preaching of God's word. So that's what Luther, Protestant Reformation leader said, that we know that... um, Elm and Fifth, to use the illustration, Elm and Fifth is the place where the word is being preached. So if you walk into a church community on a Sunday and the pastor is opening up the Bible, he's faithfully preaching the word. Um, you know, Luther would also, I think, add in the sacraments, that the sacraments are being administered, baptism and the Lord's Supper, right? The visible word. Yeah. But the point is the word is being faithfully preached. You can confidently know God is at work in this place and he is going to be at work in this place because the word's being preached. When I go to jujitsu, I don't expect revival to break out or God to be at work in a sweeping fashion um, because that's not a place where the word is being preached. Jesus didn't say your gym or your business will withstand the gates of hell and prevail. He said the church or to use the illustration, Elm and Fifth, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, you know, Whitehall and Fourth might burn to the ground. Elman Fifth, where the word is being preached, it will last forever. Yeah. And everyone's invited. So that's another, you know, again, we're saying the church is a group of of corrupt people, sinful people, born in the same sinful nature as everyone else. Um, but the word has landed in our hearts. We've repented of that, which means we're admitting it. We know it's true of ourselves, and we're relying on Jesus as the great physician. And then we're gathering regularly to hear the word preached. And so we know, okay, this is Elman Fifth. All the bad people can come here, hear God's word. God is at work. And again, to kind of wrap this up, this goes back to the experience of going, for all of the bad corruption we do experience in churches, and we do, Yeah. Um, that can just be like the minor daily stuff of like, man, this member at the church was a jerk to me, you know? And it can go all the way to the level of like, well, we just found out, you know, our senior pastor has been sleeping with the secretary, you know, like there's a, there's a, a level here where (laughs) yes, sin can peek its head in wild ways. Um, we know all of that, but what I want to add to that, knowing all that, seeing all that kind of stuff, I still would say, yeah, but there's an otherworldly difference here of love. Mm -hmm. I'll go back to the fruit of the spirit. Mm Mm-hmm. 
The difference is the Spirit is at work in a sweeping way in churches faithfully preaching the Bible. People are being changed in otherworldly ways, and therefore you're going to experience a community in a local faithful church like you will not experience anywhere else. Yeah, so we're saying like what's different, what's happening. It's almost another way of saying is there's cause and effect, right? And the, the cause is not the people. Um, in fact, right. if right. the cause of the people is actually the opposite, the cause is the grace of God, the cause is the presence of God, the cause is God shows up by his spirit through his word at church. And so the Holy Spirit, through his word, builds this church. Jesus builds his church. And uh, that's the only cause that produces any of the good effects. So the fact that the effect, or us, that there's some change happening in us is not because we turn around and say, yeah, because we're great. No, because we're an effect. We're not a cause. Uh, we're not the power. We're not why. We're the ones acted upon. We're the ones that uh, have been reached and are being put back together again. And we're the ones that God is having mercy on. Um, and again, that is open to all. Uh, Paul's very very adamant about just saying God's whole character is that he is a being rich in mercy. And so he is always inviting. And what's crazy, like remember like Jesus while he's dying says, Lord, forgive them. They know not what they do. Unbelievable. But you know what ends up happening? The first sermon, the first sermon is preached in Jerusalem to those same people mm-hmm. and thousands turn to Jesus. In other words, Jesus's prayer, Lord, forgive them. God says, you bet. Yeah. And 40 days later, they're forgiven. They have their eyes open. They go to church. Yeah. It's amazing. The chief, one of them, Paul becomes. Yeah. A murderer, a slaughterer. (laughs) And then he turns, becomes one of the greatest, the greatest. Yeah. Figures uh, in Christianity. Yeah. Um, forgiven by the grace of God you know so alright hopefully this is helpful we both gotta go peace peace